This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly radio show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I am absolutely thrilled to have as my guests Patrick Bardsley, the co-founder and CEO of Spectrum Designs, and Tim Howe, the C- Chief Operating Officer of Spectrum Designs. Gentlemen, good morning and thank you for being on the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Uh, so we were just talking off air about um, the fact that we just uh, we were just all at at an event without recognizing that we were all going to be doing this right after. Um, but yeah. but uh, I got to see firsthand some of the work that you and, and all of the folks who work at Spectrum Designs do um, in terms of embroidery at a, at a wonderful fundraiser and awareness raiser called Holds for Hope down in Roslyn, New York. So um, without further ado, getting into that specifically right now, uh, Patrick, can we start with you as the co-founder and CEO telling us a little bit about yourself and about Spectrum Designs. What, what are you all about? Yeah, so um, Spectrum Designs is a customer apparel uh, promotional products business with a social mission, and that social mission is to create employment and vocational training opportunities for people with autism. Uh, we were founded in 2011 um, with that sole mission by myself and two parents of children with autism who we were looking at the daunting statistics of you know the 80% underemployment rate and um, and you know what was after 21 and the you know the service cliff as they call it, and um, and said you know what. Um, to kind of form in America, you know, if there's a, if there's something that we need to fix, let's go out and try and fix it ourselves, you know. And so um, we said, let's create these jobs. And so that was back in 2011 in a backyard barn, um, printing T-shirts um, with the sole mission of creating jobs for people with disabilities, predominantly autism. And um, it catched on, it caught on. Um, we we uh, we had something like 80% year-on-year growth uh, for the first sort of five six years of operation. And um, fast forward to today. We're at 8,000 square feet with 40 employees, um, and I think 23 of them being people with, with autism and special needs in an integrated work work environment. Um, so I um, am lucky enough. I was uh, bequeathed the organization by my two co-founders and the chance to run it as a CEO um, and get to kind of combine the excitement of social enterprise um, with the mission of creating jobs for people with disabilities. And as a nonprofit, obviously 100% of our proceeds go back into the mission of the organization. Um, so that's kind of uh, where we are today. Tim joined in 2013. Uh, him and I actually went to high school together in, in the UK, as you could probably tell, and he came and really helped us take it to the next level um, with his um, his operational skills and his ability to uh, motivate and, and learn every single task from, from making sure the floor's spotless to putting together a $40,000 piece of equipment. Uh, so just um, uh, an all-rounder, as you might say. Amazing. All right, I have lots of questions, but I don't want to short um, shortchange Tim here. So let's, Tim, if you want to weigh in here a little bit on your background and what you know, what brought you to um, other than your high school buddy, um, what brought you to the company, and then I'm going to pepper you with a bunch of questions because that's a pretty impressive. Uh, start there. So, Tim, what, you know, wh- sure. where do, where, what's your background? So, uh, you're, one thing you're going to see, and you'll you'll notice it very, very quickly, is Pat and I are very, very bad at saying positive things about ourselves, but very, very good at saying positive <laughs> things about each other. Okay. So, it's going to be quite confusing in that all of the positive stuff about Pat is going to be in my voice and vice versa. It was, it was 
it was Patrick and solely Patrick that brought me out that very first time. Like he, Spectrum Designs took off in a way that I don't think anyone could have predicted. It was supposed to be something that would maybe employ Stanner and Nicole's, both Patrick's other co-founders, um, their sons. And mm. they were like, maybe this could work and maybe this will give them somewhere to go. And let's just focus on that on a really micro level. And people got really on board with the message very, very fast. Soon it went from I'm a cool autism mom, I'm a cool autism dad t-shirts all the way up to schools saying, hey, like we would love to be supporting this. And if we can buy the same thing here why would we use anywhere else? Why would we buy our T-shirts or our promotion products anywhere else? Because we love this mission and it's helping our local community and it's helping people who tend to be sidelined or disenfranchised. And suddenly that message, that message was more potent, I think, than anyone could have predicted. So Patrick found himself in a situation where he was going, this is actually going to take off. And it went from being like, this is a fun thing to run to, this is start with, starting to have to hold on for dear life and scale this on a level that, that I guess no one expected. Um, so he basically called me up and said, come on out, come and help. If, if I was in the UK, I would call a Tim Howe kind of person because you're the kind of person who would help me and Pat's, Pat and I have very good at certain things, but not very good at the things that the other person is good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it works very well. We've known that a long time. We were actually class president and vice president or head boy and deputy head boy, as it was called in the UK. Oh, my. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. And um, I came out and fell in love with the mission. Like, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything more motivating than seeing a, sort of a path for yourself where you can help change the lives of people with disabilities. I didn't even consider that this was potentially what I would end up doing. My, I actually studied law in the UK, in London, and that, I guess, was what I thought I would end up doing, but I was doing anything to not do that. Um, <laughs> and um, I always say I met too many lawyers to want to be one, and that I'm sure yeah. will offend a lot of okay. lawyers. Uh, and then there was this, this, this opportunity to be part of something bigger than myself and something profound and meet and interact with the people whose lives are changing every single day. And I, I, I've not looked back since I met my now wife through Spectrum. I, I met like some of my best friends in the world are people who I've met through Spectrum. And it's just it's it's sent me all over the United States and I'm sure it'll send me all over the world. And I just I couldn't be more grateful to be a part of something so incredible i you can't make the host of the radio show speechless that's not fair so um <laughs> i mean but what a great story like i don't even i i, I want to begin with the you know head boy and deputy head boy just for some you know odd sort of I'm, I'm going back there but let's start there so so because i'm going to get to the point of asking you more details about the business and how people can you know find you and what you do and all the ways that you've grown but you both have referenced the fact that nobody could have foreseen this type of growth so quickly and and i do believe very much in social enterprise and and i've interviewed other people who've got who've developed businesses that are not exactly what you do but are similar in in terms 
terms of whether they're employing um, and providing vocational opportunities for people with autism and other special needs, or they have some sort of special focus on supporting, on that social enterprise and having that mission about impacting people's lives. Almost everybody that I've interviewed who has that type of business going says something similar about not having any clue that it was going to grow at this pace and be so successful and take off the way it has. You guys might have the edge on that in terms of really how big it's gotten, but but without getting competitive around it, why do you both talk about that? Like, w- what does that mean to you? And and at this point, I would think that from a business perspective, you've looked back and come up with some determination as to why that happened. So uh, either one of you can take this question, but you know, now that you've been in business for as many years as you have and you see the growing success, what was it? What was it that made us successful and sort of springboarded us to this point? Or yeah. what is it that makes us both always recognize that perhaps it shouldn't have worked or that we <laughs> at least thought it shouldn't have worked? Because those are two, there's um, like a little nuance. There you go. I think, um, I think let's start with not necessarily why you think it took off, but what were your, where did your initial hesitation or sort of thinking, well, we'll just start off with making t-shirts in a barn. What, what right. was your thought process there? So, I mean, I Pat was was there for that, but I definitely know the answer to this. And it's it, it comes from doing business as a social enterprise, right? And you come across the same challenges over and over again to the point where it makes you kind of think, hang on, the world's not ready for this. Or you think uh, this, this can't work because these reservations keep coming up. So... In our in our instance, in our particular social enterprise model, we employ teenage young adults with, uh, well, now full adults, actually, with uh, disabilities to uh, make and print T-shirts and self-promotional products and all of the stuff that we do, as well as uh, bake granola and do, do laundry now. Um, and one of the things that we constantly go is, oh, people with disabilities, are, is it, are they going to be crooked? Is the work not going to be as good? Am I paying a premium so that you can employ people with disabilities? Like, it... It seems crazy when you're in our world, right? Which is, we are in this tight-knit autism community, mm-hmm. right? Where just just by virtue of employing or supporting people with disabilities, you then gain the love and respect of this entire community. But we're in this very small one in 59 bubble, yeah. right? As opposed to the rest of the world who exist in their own economics and and sort of just bottom line driven society and then when those questions come up it has to make economic sense to be able to do that and i think in those beginning days it was we were staring down the barrel of it's probably going to be more expensive because we're going to employ people with disabilities to do it and it's going to potentially in in some instances because we focus on such a wide band of the spectrum we don't just focus on the 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 sort of those the top most i hate to use the the phrase high and low functioning mm-hmm. but in in our case there is certain terminology that is actually really useful when we say high functioning we mean um high motor um high, the good high motor skills speech um and language skills mm-hmm. that's 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 the sort of wide branch that we're talking about there are employees at spectrum designs who don't have any language mm-hmm. and have um, and and have le- worse than average fine motor skills at this point, right? So we're casting that net so wide that we were looking at it and going, okay, maybe we'll need more employees in, in order to be able to do this. And we were also very passionate about not paying below minimum wage. Yeah. 
So that's one side. The other side is the cynicism of sort of the world at large looking at it going, it's going to be crooked. I'm going to have to wait longer. I'm going to have to pay more. And we could never seem, in your imagination, you can't really reconcile those two things. You don't go, hang on, in the economies of scale as we get bigger, eventually we're going to get to the point where we are right now where we're price competitive and people don't have to pay less. And Mm -hmm. Patrick, to his enormous credit, chose this path, right? There's two different paths you can go. Mm -hmm. You can go, hey, we employ people with disabilities. That's why you should shop with us. And Pat went, no, I'm absolutely not going to do that. He wanted to make the social mission an and then. So, and and like an an and also, right? So you look at it and you say, we are going to be price competitive. We're going to get the, get the products in the same amount of time. And you're not get, you're you're not going to have to pay any more to get them, mm-hmm. right? And all of those things, all, you're going to deal with the the same as if not better customer service and the same as if not better quality of product. If we can check all of those boxes and then tack the social mission onto the side of it, the power of those things combined is just is 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 overwhelming at that point. But only when you can check all of those economic boxes will it work. And I don't think anyone apart from Patrick maybe saw that that path, saw that way of navigating through this maze of obstacles to get to the point that we're at. That would be my incredibly long answer. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. We have to take a quick break. But when we get back, Pat, uh, Patrick, we'll let you speak for yourself a little bit there on that same point. But um, I just want to I do want to say that I, I completely agree with you. And I think that that uh, is is social enterprise at its best. You're turning um, you're changing people's thought process. You're changing consumer behavior um, in a way that doesn't compromise quality or the expectations, like you said, of, of the general consuming population. Um, and you're also at the same time demonstrating in a beautiful way that um, that people with disabilities, people with the with autism, uh, anywhere on the spectrum really, are more than capable and more than interested in making a career in the business community. So it's, it's a really wonderful thing, very inspiring. Uh, this is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back with Patrick and Tim from Spectrum Designs. Everyone deserves a fulfilling, productive life. Here at Anderson Center for Autism, our mission is to optimize the quality of life for people with autism. We believe it begins with human-to-human connections that motivate, nurture, and open doors. Connections that develop as we help people with autism communicate, learn life skills, and engage with the community. To us, optimizing quality of life begins by optimizing relationships, and that's how we light the way toward brighter futures. Learn more at AndersonCenterForAutism.org. Welcome back to 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm speaking to Patrick Bardsley, co-founder and CEO of Spectrum Designs, and Tim Howe, chief operating officer at Spectrum Designs. This morning we've been talking uh, first really about the the beginnings of your business and why uh, you believe not only was it questionable in the beginning whether it was going to take off and then also what you've tapped into in terms of a business model that was really savvy and very focused on being quality and competitive with the social mission attached to it, which is employing and providing vocational opportunities for people with autism and other disabilities. So I appreciate you going over that with us uh in the first part of the the program, uh, I want to just pause and make sure you have an opportunity. Maybe Patrick, you want to take this one on how people can find out more about Spectrum Designs and and what products and services uh, they can find, and, and how best to go about that. 
sure. So um, people would love people to go to spectrumdesigns.org. Um, if they want to order T-shirts, they can request a quote. They can call us directly. They can actually design their own. They can look through catalogs and uh, look through promotional products as well as apparel. Um, they can even, if they're local, they can set up an appointment with a graphic designer and um, sit down. So there's many ways they can do that. If they're interested in granola, they can navigate to spectrumbakes.org and order some of our delicious uh, boutique, uh, sorry, uh, gourmet granola. And if they're interested in um, laundry, if they're locally, they can go to spectrumsuds.org and um, utilize our boutique laundry services. So uh, many ways uh, to get in touch with us. Um, and also if they want to call, it's 516-767-7187. Great. Okay. So let me just clarify. You've got three different websites because you started with Spectrum Designs, which is, is it is it embroidery? Is it screen printing? Is it both? What, you know, what, what, give me an idea, give us an idea of the types of products that you, that you create. Yeah, basically, um, we, we joke that you think it, we ink it. Uh, custom apparel. <laughs> so any T-shirt, pen, tote bag, uh, sorry, um, we do we do apparel, T-shirts, and all those kinds of things, embroidery, hats, uh, golf bags, um, as well as promotional products, so pens, mugs, um, what we call hard goods. Um, so that's Spectrum Designs. So we started off making those kinds of things, and then we realized a few years ago that T-shirts weren't necessarily for everyone, and so we wanted to try and find different businesses that also fit the same kind of model in terms of being very concrete in there, you know, you start with a blank product, you execute a certain number of steps, and then there's a completion, there's a very clear beginning, middle, and end, which is inherently reinforcing um, for everyone, but particularly for our population. Um, so then we look to, you know, baking, where it's the same thing. There's set steps that you follow, and you end up with a packaged product, and laundry, the same thing. You start with dirty, you clean it, you sort it, and um, fold it, and it's done. So all with the same mission of creating jobs, um, but three very different uh, industries and businesses. Um, the bakes and suds are younger, um, but they're getting close to um, creating employment opportunities, which is what we're really, really excited about. And we hope that they can follow in their uh, big brother or big sister's uh, step, uh, steps with Spectrum Designs Foundation. That's great. Um, you mentioned the Spectrum Suds is really for people who live locally. Can you give it a, give us an idea of how far you go and, and where you're where, where you are central to? Yeah, we're we're on we're in Port Washington, the same town on Long Island. Um, it's probably about a ten mile radius because we do offer free pickup and drop off um, and we have our guys doing that as well um, um, but we also service some gyms and spas um, and um, but you know it's mostly for the people in in our local town um, which is interesting when you compare like a service to a commodity because obviously we can ship t-shirts and granola all over the country right. um, but laundry you're pretty much not going to bring your laundry if you live in Florida you're not going to bring your laundry to uh, <laughs> to Port Washington but we certainly can send you granola and t-shirts so uh, yeah it's interesting when you compare the two yeah something for everybody and I love what you said about how you, you, you tie the similarities of the actual process of, of, um, of completing each task and, and creating mm-hmm. each product because uh, I think I, I would tend to agree with you having worked with people with autism for the last 13 years you can really see that uh, when you can break something down into steps it becomes much more manageable to learn each step and then follow through and and I also want to point out something that you said that I love which is you know we, we think about these businesses often from the perspective of you know the good you're doing for the autism community and for their families and and you're not just teaching them a skill that that works um that that they use at work but also in making in many cases you're reinforcing something that helps them become more independent in their own lives whether they're moving into an apartment Mm -hmm. and need to know how to do laundry like you know that kind of stuff we often take for granted that i want somebody else to do my laundry but but me personally doing laundry is very reinforcing for me i love it for the same reasons (laughs) i i you know i love the whole process of taking something that's dirty and messy and you know ew Mm -hmm. and then and then finishing with something that's really 
folded and done just to dirty it up again, but that's fine. You know, there's always that, that, that need. Um, but it's important to recognize that so many things in life are good for everybody and can be relatable and resonate with so many people and not just individuals on the spectrum. I think that also helps people to understand that, again, you're doing something good for your local community, but also the broader community and inclusive. As you said, Tim, before, that it's, it's not either or. It's we're doing this and also, um, mm-hmm. you know, having an impact on, on the autism community. And that I love. just wanted to reinforce that a little bit. So Patrick, <laughs> if you have a great story, why don't you go ahead and share that? Uh, yeah. So my story is about uh, neurodiversity and how having different sets and kinds of minds is a, is a benefit to employers. And I would say this because I get asked a lot about um, traditional employers, right? Because people see us as a social enterprise. We're obviously um, a certain kind of employer. But how can you, how can you um, talk about the skill sets of people with disabilities and how that benefits all, all different jobs? So um, it was a Thursday afternoon, um, we were printing, we have the National Walk contract for Autism Speaks, and um, so we were printing for a job um, for a walk that was on the weekend, and it had to ship that day, and we were, we were tight up against the deadline, we were printing 400 shirts an hour, we were going as fast as we could, UPS was going to be here in 15 minutes, and we had to get every single shirt done and out, no excuses, they have to deliver on Friday because they were shipping on Thursday for the event that's on Saturday, so it was a very tight margin. So when the shirts come off the press, when they've got the wet ink on them, they have to go through a conveyor belt dryer, which is at about 800 degrees, um, so that they go through and it takes about 40 seconds and then the ink cures and dries and comes out the other end. So we're printing as fast as we could. Um, we have a young man called Luke, and he's, he's taking off, and he's putting them on the conveyor belt. And we're all like, okay, everyone, all hands on deck, all hands on deck. UPS can be here any minute. And we can't afford to lose a shirt, and the power cuts out. Oh. Right? So suddenly, I get up from my desk. I go out. I'm like, I can't believe this. We're all looking around. Everyone's staring up into the, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, we can't, we can't believe it. And, and we're just like, we can't afford this. And I'm starting to look for the panel, and other people are, like, hysterically laughing because they just can't believe this. And Luke is the only one at the dryer who realizes that as the power's gone out, these shirts have stopped underneath the heat, and the heat doesn't just switch off. It's still hot in there, and they're basically burning. Because, <laughs> oh you know, they've stopped underneath this 800-degree Fahrenheit um, belt and this heating element, and he just manually cranks the conveyor belt so all the shirts that would otherwise have been ruined, about 15 shirts, just fly out the other end. Um, and he saves all the shirts so that, you know, um, we don't lose any, and we can still make UPS. The power came back on two minutes later, and we were fine. And I think the, 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 the message and, the, and what I learned from that was while I, myself, a typically functioning person, in quotes, and I know everyone else was looking around and socializing and looking at the problem in one way and trying to find the panel, Luke was thinking about the immediate and more pressing issue, which was the shirts that were underneath that heating element. And that's where I, I always think about neurodiversity and different kinds of minds. And um, I think Temple Grandin says it well when she says the world needs different kinds of minds. It's, yeah. It's, it's so true. And so, you know, I, I just love that story because to me it, it, it shares the value of neurodiversity in the workplace and, and the world. That's a great story. And the, the imagery and the way you tell it is all sort of like the, the you know, scene in a movie, like that, you know, that climax scene in the movie. And I can imagine, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine what I would do because I would, you know, I, I, I would, I would have been one of the people probably laughing and not knowing what to do and yeah. just succumbing to right. the pressure of UPS, you know, bearing down on me. But, but I, I, and I also like what you said about tying it to that all kinds of minds and, and, and thinking differently, which is something that we do in Dutchess County where, where Anderson is located and, and is moving throughout the state. It, you're absolutely right. Luke demonstrated 
what it means to have an employee who remains focused on the task at hand and also quite a calm guy in the midst of all that chaos yeah. who, who thought to you know to go to the um, you know we're also focused on all this technology and pressing buttons and making things go faster and faster and here he is remembering wait we've got a hand crank I can just do that right. um, so right. I think it's a great story it's a great way to end a really wonderful interview with the two of you who are obviously doing amazing work at Spectrum Designs I appreciate that you both gave each other tremendous credit for making it all possible um, I give you credit for doing something really wonderful for the community and I look forward to hopefully having the chance to work with you in the future so real quick let me just go over again uh, visit spectrumdesigns.org or for the granola spectrumbakes.org or for local uh, laundry service spectrumsuds.org and Patrick Bardsley and Tim Howe from Spectrum Designs thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for doing what you do thank you one last one last plug if we can sure. um, the whole story is told in a documentary that I think is very interesting to the autism community at large but everyone it's called This Business of Autism and it surrounds it centers around our expansion but um, you can watch it on Amazon you can go to thisbusinessofautism.com um, it's an incredible documentary it talks about the whole founder's story it talks about autism employment in America outside of Spectrum Designs but I really think if you're interested in this topic um, I, I think it's a really powerful piece and um, it's worth looking at I will definitely take a look and we'll add that when we post the show on uh, Anderson Social thank Media you. so thank you so much Patrick and Tim thank good you. luck in your future and, and thank you again for, for being on the show today thanks so much this is 1 in 59 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder I'm your host Eliza Bozenski and remember Anderson cares you've been listening to 1 in 59 a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week 